Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Herd Fit Podcast with Dr. Sam Ree and myself, Coach David Syverson. This podcast is aimed at helping anyone and everyone looking to enhance their healthy lifestyle through fitness, nutrition, and most importantly, mindset. All right. Welcome back to the Herd Fit Podcast. I am Coach David Syverson. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. and Coach Sam Ree, and we have Coach Adam Ramsen back for week two of this time around the sun with with him. And today, the word dark, guys, in relation to CrossFit, could have a couple of different meanings. I think we've used them in different contexts, uh, both right now and and in the past. We're going to talk about the dark week here at CrossFit Bison. We did it for the first time. And what it was is that we did not release any workouts ahead of time. It was you show up to the gym, and you should find out the workout at that very moment, at the whiteboard, three minutes before the talk, 15 minutes before the actual workout starts. And I want to get your feedback on that initially, both as, both as athletes and coaches, what that was like. Um, because old school CrossFitter in me, and even in some regard, old school Bison in me, is this is what it was, right? CrossFit.com, when they started releasing these workouts, you would not see it until the night before. And that's what CrossFit Bison did for a very long time, very like years I didn't post the workout until I got home or until I was ready. Sometimes it was 8 o'clock. Sometimes it was 10.30 p.m. So you essentially went to bed not knowing what the workout was. If you did work out at night, you could wake up and always see it. But for the morning people, they a lot of them just didn't know until they woke up in the morning. We made that transition for a lot of different reasons years later. And I kind of missed the old ways. So we experimented with, instead of sending out weekly programming, you just found out the workout either from someone else or uh, when you showed up to the gym. Ramsden. You like this kind of stuff, playing playing games mentally with people. Once in a while, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> playing games with people all the time, yes. But Dark Week specifically, once in a while, yeah, yeah. Do you think this is something that is a – give me a, a pro and con to, as an athlete, Dark Week. Okay. Um, pro is uh, – I'll tell a story from the Asbury Park Summer Games where they had a workout that was a lifting workout and uh, was something that we saw. We had a lot of teams compete. We saw a lot of people preparing for this. You know, we we had programming that was yep. specifically designed for the lifting that they were going to be able to do to make sure they got their maximum lifts. You get there the first day, first couple heats go, lifting platforms break. So all of a sudden, Asbury Park has to say, listen, we got to switch this up. And now I saw the gamut of people saying, well, I, I I can't do this workout anymore. I, now I have to squat, and I plan to do 60 wall balls later and all these things. And other people that were like, it happens. Go. You know, um, let's come up with a plan, and let's see what we can do. Um, and so I think the more prepared you are for that, or the more times you've experienced not knowing what you're getting walking through the door of the gym, the better you'll be to handle a situation like that. Cons. All right, I got yelled at this um, <laughs> all throughout the week. So I, it's not an issue for us, but um, fashion or what you're wearing to the gym <laughs> is a big thing for um, women, you know, uh, the movements that are in the workout. Uh, and that just didn't cross my mind until I got yelled at multiple <laughs> times for it. Um, every morning when I would get woken up at 545, and my wife didn't know what to wear to the gym because she didn't know what the workout was. <laughs> uh, so it's definitely a con of, you know, preparation and 
especially those morning athletes who, you know, want to be prepared in the next morning. They got to get out of the door really quickly. Just, you know, get ready and go uh, to the gym. So I guess I do see the con there. Yeah, I think that equipment, toys, that that is one thing for sure. Uh, if you're wearing a chesty because, you know, you, you cut up your clavicle all the time. What's a chesty? Uh, it's for women. They wear a, a lot. Some of them will wear a padded top. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, and maybe you want to bring your lifters or this or that, you know, for a particular workout. So knowing those things can be helpful. It can also be helpful to, uh, when you know a workout to sort of plan it a little bit. I, I think that planning for the week, I oftentimes will, uh, think about these workouts off and on during the week. And I'm like, okay, how am I going to break this one up and this one up? And we all know, especially we just talked about the open, but if you can go in with a good plan, that makes such a difference. So you're not going hot every time. You're like, oh, okay. Like if you have, say, two days to think about a workout, I bet you most of the times you'll do better than if you were presented that workout three minutes prior to doing it. Okay. So if you want to optimize your performance, sometimes just thinking about a workout can be helpful. The problem is, is that you can obsess over these workouts, which can be very unproductive for many people. I want to give a shout out to Ella Kinney because last week she decided on her own to go dark again and not know what the workouts were because she felt like she thought about them all the time. And I see that with a lot of athletes. They worry so much about a particular workout. Oh my God, there are 80 wall balls on Thursday. How the heck am I going to... I hate wall balls. I don't want to do this. And that can really just take up way too much uh, energy and mental time that you don't need to do. So if you suddenly have a week where you don't get to think... You don't think about it like Ella did. She's like, wow, this is freeing. Like, I don't have to worry. I. It doesn't really matter if I hate wall balls and I obsess over it. I'm still going to do the workout and I'm going to do the wall balls to the best of my ability. So, so what's the point of freaking out about it? I mean, there are some people like CJ who'd never look at the workout every day. I respect that. And they have a very free, clear mindset. I am not that way. I, I really do think about these workouts. Um, when we did dark week, I only knew the day that I coached. I did not know the others. Yeah. So even our coaches did not know the workouts unless because a lot of them plan days ahead of time for like warm-ups and logistics and all this uh their whiteboard talk so we when we release the programming we sent them that their day's workout so if you coach multiple days you got multiple workouts you could probably get a flow a, a feel for what's coming and whatnot but just so people know that that the only workouts people knew on the coaching staff or the days they were actually coaching i will say uh the biggest con with knowing is the cherry picking and it was right. It, it gets pretty rife sometimes. Like people will just not show up for certain movements. And does that bother me? It bothers me a lot as a coach. Yes, I think you should show up. That being said, you programmed a crap load of burpees that week. You did. <laughs> and uh, my favorite line of the week was like, oh, no more burpees. That's two days already. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think if you program, right, if you program three days of burpees, I don't know. The, the class participation might have gotten uh, gone down. So, um, you know, I, I, I hate cherry picking. I, I, so for me, I will set my workout week regardless of what the workouts are. I will show up for the days that I have planned. Doesn't matter what the workouts are. 
And I think that as long as athletes do that and they don't cherry pick, unfortunately a bunch do, then, you know, um, you know, knowing what the workouts may not be the worst thing. I think what Dark Week can teach us too as athletes is if your goal truly is to come here and and become fitter, like that's a goal for a lot of people. I want to become fitter than I am right now, right? 1% better, all that. The, the, way, the, the quickest route to that, <laughs> the path of least resistance is improving your weaknesses. And it's just not fun. It's not a satisfy the moment type feel, right? Um, like I can come up with movements like Adam with uh, strict muscle ups, um, Sam with burpees, me with rowing. If I see workouts with rowing and I'm like, yes, I'm going to come in and attack this with fire. It's like, well, you're already good at it. So you're really not working that much harder than you already have. Right. But you put it a pistol crossover workout in and I don't know it. I'm going to come in. I'm going to see it. I'm going to have that short term like crap. <laughs> you know, like this is going to be a terrible workout for me. Which one of those injuries aside is going to get you your fitness level to a higher level? Because we often associate higher fitness with just sheer effort and it's just not the case right skills movement patterns developing things that you're not good at to make you more balanced can actually probably improve your likelihood of injury right a lot of times when i see people get hurt with a certain movement right or a certain body part it was because it got overworked and a lot of times we overwork the things that are causing that pain because that joint, that part of our body really needs to work over and over because I'm always coming in on the overhead day. I'm always coming in on the squat day. I'm always coming in, but I'm ignoring the other ones that are going to help me more ba be more balanced. So I think in terms of the pro of, of uh, a dark week or not knowing the workouts, whether it's every other week, every other day, blah, 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 would be that you your fitness level will get will become higher, will get to a higher point if you don't always know those workouts or, again, don't cherry pick, which I think we all do a little bit. Like even days where if I'm not cherry picking what days I go in, there are certain days I'm much more excited to come in mm -hmm. and I have like a much better mindset and I need to be better with that. You know, like I'm really excited to come on days and other days I'm like, just hope I don't get hurt, you know. Tell me this because I had a good discussion with Ashley about this in regard to Dark Week. If you're struggling with an injury... Does Dark Week help you or hurt you? I think Dark Week can, if you are somebody that works out maybe at 6 a.m., 4.15, are really packed classes, and you do want to get good scales for the movements that you're not feeling, you know, like you can do, that can be difficult because you got 24 people in a class, you know, all of a sudden you have to say, oh, Sam, can you come over and just give me a scale for this, this, and that? And Sam's got a million things he's doing. He's worried about logistics and everybody and getting people in zones and stuff like that. Um, so it can be tough, you know, and it can be uh, if you don't know the workout going in, all of a sudden now you see these movements and you're like, oh, I can't do half of those. Uh oh, like my shoulder's been bothering me. I don't want to bother Sam. Like it's it it can be an extra form of stress that you don't really need as an athlete. It's dark week if you're an uh, if you're injured, it can be difficult in terms of figuring out your scales. But if you have, let's say, a shoulder issue and then you're like, oh, my God, this is all shoulder stuff. I'm not coming in today. Then that's worse. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to have an injury and have to change all the movements. I've done that. Oh, like, yeah. And it sucked, but I ended up doing it and just coming in because I knew 
coming in and doing something that was really, really different, uh, but trying to keep the stimulus, even if it seemed really different, was better than just staying at home and not working out. And that's the problem is I see a lot of people who have injuries are like, okay, this is, uh, you know, this day kind of day. And so I'm not going to come in because all the movements in include my shoulder. So, so figuring that out, like don't use, don't use it as an excuse not to come in. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Deb T and Vivian who Vivian's coming back. I think might be this week coming up. Actually, when is this for being released? She's already come back at this point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she sends me a text every Every week saying, you better have that spot at 6 a.m. open for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but those two have their own respective injuries and personal situations going on that they're really trying to get the bottom of. And they're trying really hard and doing things and surgeries, right, to try to fix whatever is going on. And they both, they both say this line, like, I feel bad. I don't want you guys always have to change the workouts for me. And two things. That's a coach's job. So if a coach ever doesn't want to do it for you, like, just let us know. They won't work <laughs> here anymore. Right? If you have a coach out there that acts like that, they're not really a coach. They're just more of like a cheerleader type. And you need to know that ahead of time. But so let's take that thought out. You should never feel bad. Okay. And B, you coming to the gym and still trying to piece together a workout, even though it's definitely not nearly as fun as it could be. You're not always doing what you want to do. I got to get on the bike again. I got to do this again. Um, try as hard as you can to look at the benefit of what you get from, like Deb T is doing a lot of uh, core work right now instead of certain movements. It has nothing to do with a squat clean, right? But she's building up her course so that when she is back, that is going to be that much stronger. She says, oh my God, I tried to squat the other day and I felt so slow or this movement pattern feels weak. I'm like, well, that's going to happen while you're trying to rehab and try to get to the bottom. But let's look at the, bot the the benefit of how much core work you're doing, how much hinge work you're doing, how much DHD, how much biking. That if you can, I tell this to coaches all the time and athletes, if you're hurt, if you're banged up, that does not mean don't come in and just end it at period. There's always going to be something that you can do it just might not be as fulfilling, but I think the second you take yourself out of the routine of coming to the gym, it's going to multiply and compound how much harder it is to get back into the routine. And then you miss out on a lot of the community benefits of being here too. I think one of the things we're doing is trust when, when a programmer and a gym gives you the programming ahead of time, they're trusting you. They are saying, we trust you to be responsible about not cherry picking so much, about you know, um, making sure you trust us with how your fitness is going. Because I know, for example, there are a fair number of athletes that are like, I want to move, I want to sweat. So they'll come to all the 20 minute plus workouts with like a bunch of compact, different movements, but then it's uh, front squat day and they won't show because, you know, they're like, I don't want to get bulky. I just want to burn some fat and I don't want big legs. And honestly, they couldn't be further from the truth. And and that's where I think you as an athlete have to understand they're trusting you with the programming to do the right thing and show up. If you don't trust your program or you don't trust your gym, then why are you there in the first place? Like do the right thing. And if you really believe in CrossFit, if you believe this is going to help you do that, you don't necessarily know the best. Like I don't know my like. There's a lot about programming and getting fitter that I don't know. I trust my coaches. I trust the person who's programming at my gym to help me. I'm not an expert by any means about any of this stuff. I'm learning. 
I'm getting better, but if you tell me doing more wall balls is going to make me better, I'm going to do them. And you know what? They do. And if lifting is too. So so don't don't look at it like, um, you know, and so Dark Week is sort of an experiment. Like now I, I do have to trust my programmer. I do have to know that whatever I'm doing is right. Um, so, you know, take that for what it is. You know, l look at it as an experiment of um, I'm going to just show up no matter what, but maybe I should be doing that all the time, regardless of whether I know the workouts or not. And if we take the injuries and cherry picking and put it aside, um, everybody likes to go on vacation, right? If you go on vacation, are you just not going to work out for a week, two weeks? You know, are you going to know exactly what's in the hotel gym? If you drop in somewhere, are you going to ask them what the workouts are when you email them? <laughs> it's like you inviting me over for dinner and being like, well, what are we having first? You know, it's nothing good. Right. <laughs> but you know, you're going to show up and you're going to have to deal with what you've got in front of you because you want to get a workout in, you know, because we are trying to get fitter and not working out at all for a week is not going to get you fitter. That's the bottom line. How often should we do this? Let's wrap this up with, should this be a, an every day, always once, uh, one week a month, one week, a quarter, one wad a week. I, I threw a random, uh, Saturday into that mix a couple weeks ago. I just I just said, hey, here are the movements. You know, is that what we should do? Because I know some people. I I do empathize with the the uh, the equipment and clothing factor because I am that way too with like shoes and stuff, right? Uh, matching my outfits and uh, <laughs> knee sleep for running days. <laughs> um, do you do you see value in telling people when to expect this? Say, hey, we're going to do this once a month, once a quarter, or do you just randomly do it? I think the randomization is great. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think we told people the week before that they weren't going to get the the workouts for the following week. Um, you know, and I think we would need to give them some notice because yeah. you can't just say, here's the programming. Oh, what's Wednesday? Oh, there's nothing there. Yeah. Or maybe you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think having it, uh, you know, you don't want to do it every week. You don't want to do it once a month. I think like once a quarter- you know, maybe for a couple workouts or sprinkle them in throughout um, the month or the two months uh, that you program ahead of time. Like, I think that would be the sweet spot. I think it's whatever you want as a gym. Like, see what would be best to shake up your gym a little bit. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people, you might get a lot of negative feedback if you did it every week. We get negative feedback about everything. Oh, that's <laughs> kind of true. <laughs> that, that is true. So uh, I think... Um, you should do it whenever you feel like I would listen if as an athlete, I like knowing what the workouts are ahead of time. But if you are like, Hey, once a month, we're going to like for a whole week, we're going to do that. I would adjust like, you know, I would, I would just get used to whatever it is that you threw out there. I think you should make it, uh, what works for your gym. Like you said, logistically, that can be an issue. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a pain cause then you're, you know, uh, as a gym to sort of do that really often. Um, but yeah, should you throw it in there? Absolutely. Yeah. I think we're going to, what's up? No, I just, uh, you know, when we're relating it back to the open before, yeah. um, I just want to mention that like, we have a lot of first responders. We have a lot of people that work during the weekends. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you're saying, oh, the workout gets, uh, Thursday afternoon. We have a lot of people that have to do that workout Thursday night and that's their only chance. It's true. So they have a couple hours. Maybe they don't even know cause they're working during the day. They can't see. Um, what the workout is, they come straight to the gym just because they got to get the workout in before they um, go away for the weekend. So I think, you know, um, being able to train your mind to say, look at a workout and be able to say, okay, 
these are the ways I'm going to break this up or I'm going to try this, try that. I think it's there's value in that. Yeah, the, the whole idea of relinquishing control and, and knowing that you're not always in control of things. You don't get to control, you know, your workouts from time to time, right? You And this is not coming from we're the ones that have the power and you, you will do what we tell you. That There's none of that. But I do think there needs to be an understanding of where you have, where, what your place is here. You don't get to control. I had a coach for multiple years, same thing. I never got to control anything. And I didn't know those th- the workouts ever till three days before. It's always three days at a time. So it's kind of like I've been on that side and I get it and I get the b- positives and benefits behind, uh, sorry, the pros and cons behind it. Uh, but again, relating to the open, being being fit enough to tackle on any uh, task that is thrown your way, scale their, score, scale their RX, doesn't really matter. But also the, the, the fact that, oh, I just lost my train of thought. This hasn't happened in a while. The, the why behind it and how often we want to do this is probably going to be once a quarter, right? And the reason is, this is what I want to talk about, it brought a lot of life to the gym during that week. Like, I really try as hard as I can as an owner, and this gets harder over the years, is to, like, have a pulse on what is the vibe in the gym. Sometimes you maybe will make some things up in your head and get too upset or too happy, right? Just take things for what they are. But there was a lot of discussion and laughing and like joking and like you saw a different side of people that I really enjoyed that whole week. Like people come in and they're like, look at the whiteboard real quick to see what it is. Like you have to try and create exciting moments like that that take us take us away from like the mundane day to day. I already know my workout. I already know my plan. I already know my pacing. Um, I just think there's values that are a little beneath the surface that help the community out. So I have settled on that. We're probably going to do this once a quarter. I, I will say this. You did program good workouts that week. It wasn't punitive or horrible. I mean, okay, you did burpees three three days that week. Yeah. But like you didn't program 500 burpees for time or right. some horrible yeah. like punitive type workout. Right. Like you 10K were, row. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. You were super responsible with that, and I and that, that made it fun. Mm, good. All right. Well, thank you, guys. That is Dark Week. For those that uh, don't come to Bison, I think it's something you guys can consider. You talk to your coaches, owners about it. I think it brings a different level of fun to it and just kind of shakes things up without it being overboard. And for the athletes at Bison, it's coming. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody, for taking the time out of your day to listen to the Herd Fit Podcast. Be on the lookout for next week's episode.